Welcome to Talking Chalk Season 2. I'm your host, Jamie. With me, as always, is my esteemed co-host, Ian Goodenough. How's it going, Ian? I'm doing all right. Had an awesome Memorial Day weekend, uh, although I'm a little stuffed up and I've been high on Mucinex all day, so I've been feeling... I, I was asking this before the podcast. I don't know if anybody else feels like this. Mucinex makes me loopy as shit. Yes, so I've been loopy for the better part of the afternoon. I left work early and I'm still just kind of feeling it. So I'm down in that little glass of wine tonight. Yeah, you got a bottle of wine. You're ready to go. I'm glad you mentioned Memorial Day. We had a, a good holiday here as well. I saw Mook at the gym. Uh, I, I shamed him in front of his family at the pool about his That's performance good. last week. Um, oh, I thought you were going to shame him about his fat ass and not being in the gym. Well, I'll say <laughs> Mook... Uh, put on a little bit of dad dad weight with this third yeah uh, you know what happens I think- nah me and me and him were both complaining i'm glad you saw him at the gym i wish it would have been actually at the gym uh, <laughs> at versus the pool. the pool uh because me and him were saying it's like so i went to a concert on wednesday with speed and trevor and like i then you have memorial day weekend i haven't been to the gym since wednesday so hopefully tomorrow morning we'll be back at it yeah you got to get back into it but yeah memorial day uh the day that we we honor the fallen and I think it would be a good day for you and I to, uh, to talk about some of the, the dead people in our league. You know, we're a third of the way through the season. Uh, there I, are some teams ready. that I think are out of it. Your favorite thing to do, I think, in this league is to tell people that their season has ended. I've, uh, I've texted a few people over the last week, week and a half. But, but I am, and I always don't like overreacting. But now that we've hit Memorial Day, I think it's, uh, you know, not only can we start to we can start to drop those players who are disappointing us this year. The sample size has grown large enough and I'm ready to write some teams off today. Yeah. So let's go back and forth. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll go back and forth until we run out of teams. You can start and we'll just name a team that we think is out of it. And we'll kind of go over what went wrong with, with their season okay. so far. Uh, so right. start wherever you'd like. I I'm starting. Yeah. Right. Who's I... out of it? Oh, excuse me. The teams that are out of it. Okay, so I have three teams where I have a line that's out of it. I have one guy in purgatory. But so I'll start off with Brendan. Yeah, he's I think the first uh, team that's out of it. And I had a lot of hope for Brendan. You know, he's been at the bottom the last several years. I know he kind of had like that that one season. He did pretty well, uh, but I liked a lot of his young players. Uh, he's just gotten screwed by injuries. You know, especially on the pitch. He's side. had a lot of injuries. Yes. Shane Baz, Jack Flaherty, um, you know, Castillo wasn't pitching for a while there. And like a he third of a season of goes by without these guys. Right. Now yeah, he's and got we, India. And, we, and I remember, I remember when we evaluated his team, the focus just on the pitching side. I mean, we thought that the kind of three headed monster, not even counting Baz, but knowing Baz could be in that of, uh, Sandy Alcantara, Luis Castillo, and Jack Flaherty would be very good. But like you're saying, I mean, really, he hasn't had two out of those three, really. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Sandy has been as good as, as advertised, excellent. Uh, he's been able to pick up, uh, you know, Severino, Mackenzie Gore was a good pickup, a good young player. You know, but... that was a smart ad by him. Yeah. That was nice. His offense uh, is just also, as wounded. He's also just the volume of injuries. I know. Like, against me, he had to stream, like, four guys, I think. And then, you know, he's had to drop – you know, obviously he had the whole Royce Lewis debacle where he dropped him because he had so many guys on the IL. He was trying to squeeze another roster spot out by dropping him and claiming him. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he's just had a ton of these guys who've been banged up, whether it's been, like you said, India low, 
um Adonis, is yeah. hurt uh yeah Kyle Tucker started slow and slowly been rebounding but like if you Seems like that's kind of been his mo by if the way you, if you scuffle for a few weeks in this league you can drop pretty fast and I'm not sure what hope he has to really rebound here you know he, he'd have to have several big weeks in a row some 10 twos you know probably two or three of them to really hop back into it because right now he's 20 games under 500 yeah and I just think and I mean he just hasn't had anything else I mean I guess you'd say Roddy Teles has been a little bit of a nice you know surprise for him yeah, uh, good pick but up. obviously yeah uh but other than, I mean, you just look at this roster right now. It's like other than Alcantara, who's one of the best starters. And I, I think that's still a good sign for him and his team. I mean, Alcantara is young. He's going to be there for a long time. Uh, and then maybe, you know, you get to see the full year in Mackenzie Gore and some other things. But it's like there's just not enough. There's just not enough here to make that sustained run where it could bounce back of, you know, you're winning 10 games, you and, know, multiple weeks in a row. And even if, you know, Flaherty comes back in a month, Shane Baz comes back, uh, you know, in maybe three or four weeks. It, it's just not enough time uh, to make up ground, especially if he continues losing. He's got Mook this week. Uh, but, yeah, you can't, you can't drop many more games uh, or weeks and, and still remain in contention here. I think that, I mean, it's just, it's unfortunate. The, you know, his number one overall pick, Lowe's been hurt. Um, you know, and then you're down a keeper in India and Adamus and, you know, Jesus Sanchez was, I feel like started out hot the first week and then yeah. has really cooled off. Uh, but that's another guy. I mean, if you're looking at Brendan's roster. It's like, you know, those are the guys you just kind of want to see out. It's like Kyle Tucker and Alcantara aren't going anywhere. They're, they're plenty young enough. And you kind of just, you want to wait out to see what, what Andrew Vaughn is, you know, what Jesus Sanchez right. is. What... Andre Melendez has, is a, a good catcher to have for, for uh, Brendan's yeah. team, you know, young, young guy. Or, and Severino you see if they can you know do obviously Shane Baz uh you know yeah I I think the the other thing I want to talk about I mean like you know you're a little over a year ago Jack Flaherty was almost dealt for Pete Alonzo yes I thought about that today that trade and it's like how much Jack Flaherty's you know stars or his value is following this league and and Pete Alonzo is having I don't you wouldn't call it a breakout because that was several years ago but like he's having an all-star if not like mvp level season uh with the Mets. Yeah, yeah i don't think he'll ever be as good as what his rookie year was but i think he settled in as that you know a very a very solid keeper hitter to have yeah for sure so yeah that uh that deal not taking place actually and it's funny changes the league. I, th- I think the even funnier thing about it is the reason that deal did go through is because not because flaherty got hurt because valdez got hurt right and it's like it's funny right now you valdez would be more valuable than flaherty and, and Alonso is the 10th overall ranked player right now. Like he's, oh, wow. didn't, he's doing tremendous that good this year. Yeah, yeah. He's almost at 50 RBI already. Um, wow. So, yeah, I mean, that, that would change the, the course is he of those still two the, teams. What's, what's the average with him right now? Like 296. It's okay. Or 286. Yeah. 286. Yeah. All right. But yeah. Pretty, pretty I mean, awesome. I'd be interested to see if he can hold that up. I mean, obviously he's been hot, but I, Yeah. So, and yeah, you mentioned Vaughn. That's a good guy, you know, to roster for an entire season and see what's, um, what he has in the tank, whether his manager actually lets him play. Uh, but at the end of the day, Brendan's going to have to pick his eight best guys and we'll see whether he uses a different strategy this year to, you know, get some more draft capital 
rather I, than yeah, those that's young the, guys. I think I think it's like he's got to hope to get some, you know, get guys like Lowe and Adamas healthy so you can trade them. Right. You know, and then you obviously hope guys like Vaughn and Jesus Sanchez show enough that you want to keep them. Um, you know, Catel Marte is only 28, who he just traded for. Telez, probably another guy you trade off. Yeah, uh, you have to figure out like who your eight are, or maybe even see like what the market is for a few of these guys. Yeah. And see if you yeah, can trade it, them. It, yeah. Um, good side for him is, uh, we'll talk about him next, I guess, is uh, Brennan has speed's first round pick. So that's a plus. Yeah. So let, let's get it. Uh, <laughs> let's get right to it. My next person would be speed. Uh, I think a lot of things have gone wrong for him. You're declaring him dead on Memorial yes. Day. Speed's dead. That was one of the people that I texted last week. Um, you know, he mentioned that he would not be open to trading quite yet because he was going down with the ship. And I said, I respect it. You can go down the, the ship. Just, you know, let some of those, uh, those survivors off into the life rafts over to uh, baseball sucks. He's, if he's going down the, like the Titanic, but yeah, I let speed know that uh, his team's dead. I, I think it's, I mean, to summarize, I think it's pretty simple what's gone wrong for him. And that is, I think he was always a top heavy, you know, we always talked about his team of being so dependent on the Machado and Tatis combination right. uh, and, and obviously missing Tatis and, and Freeman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's funny. I remember, like we talked about it the last, on the last part I was on with house game, Ben, how like Freeman was just having an average year. He's a 23rd ranked player. Yeah. I think he's actually still having a really good year. Yeah. I think he's uh, he's just been really solid all year. He just didn't not, have the, yeah, not doesn't the, have the power home runs. hasn't been there, but the being in LA, I guess he gets enough counting stats and he's batting 300, but I, uh, but anyway, it's like, you know, obviously he's been missing Tatis for half the year. Machado has been incredible, though. Right. Uh, but then it's, you know, it's still missing Bauer. And then the other thing is Teoscar Hernandez has been a zero so far. He's been hurt, but then he's also hasn't done anything when he's been healthy. Woodruff, uh, Woodruff hasn't helped him. You know, Woodruff has been very disappointing. Yeah. Right. And I mean, at this point, so several weeks ago, I said, maybe it was on the podcast with Ben and Mook that like Trevor Bauer is a drop. Right now, if he's suspended for two years, I don't know how you keep this guy. I guess speech is out of it at this point, so he can wait for the appeal. I guess to see whether it gets I guess reduced. So at this point, yeah, I. Yeah, I'm with you though. Yeah, it's like what, and the thing is, is even if he gets it appealed, who's going to let him pitch this right. year? You know, it's like you have to trade for him, or like yeah, there's yeah. the money issue. There's the. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's the money issue. There's the the uh, there's the optics issue. There's you know, it's just there's baseball wants to kill. Him. It's like yeah, it's. I mean, in the meantime, you know, Otani has been very good pitching wise this year. Probably even better than last year. Yeah, um, I'd say, I, and that was one thing I thought looking at team. It's like Otani's had probably his best stretch of pitching. I feel like of his career. And, and racking up the you know the double digit strikeout games here and there and you know uh you know he has a he has a whip that's almost one speed's a guy that didn't have a lot of draft capital last year and you you know you wonder how people are going to handle that and i don't think he really knocked his first few picks out of the park sunny gray and, and wainwright um you know they're okay guys but they're not yeah i think they've been fine they're the not i mean those those certainly aren't why i mean i think they're they've lived up to their draft position for sure yeah you know, it's like they're the 129th and 165th ranked player. You know, they're each holding ERAs that are pretty low. I know Gray was hurt for a bit, uh, but, I, you know, that's not why. I mean, I think it's – I think the biggest thing on his team is that 
you know, no Tatis and Teoscar being a zero, I, I think it was just kind of too much. And, and this uh, kind of begs the question, you know, so he traded for Castellanos, traded away a first round pick. And, you know, for a, a team looking to repeat, that seems like a really good trade. Like Castellanos is probably worth more than a first round pick, like in a bubble. Um, oh yeah. And he also get, he also get him for the entire year, but now it looks a little backwards. Like he has already traded away his number one pick. That's likely to be a top three pick, like pretty safely, uh, to, to Brendan. So Brendan's likely to pick, you know, one, two or one, three. And I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not willing to say as much as I'll say speeds out of it. I'm not willing to say definitely gonna be picking top three either. It's just, obviously it's just such a mountain to climb to get back up to sixth. Yeah, I mean, he's, you he's, know, we're still talking about he's, you know, Tati still comes back second half. You know, he still has enough stars that he can, he can have some good weeks. It's just, you'd have to have so many of those type of weeks. I mean, Brendan is 20 games under 500. Speed is 30 games under 500. No, so no, I know, but the talent, the talent, I, I mean, I hear you. where I was like, Brendan doesn't have guys. It's like speed, you know, has Machado and Tatis and, um, you know, and Freeman and such. And, you know, but, he, could, he could have some big weeks. First, I agree for sure, out of the playoffs. But yeah, out of the playoffs, like when does he start selling off? And I'm trying to look at his team, like what he could even sell off: Sunny Gray's and Wainwrights, etc. But he might trade himself out of it even further. But again, I, I definitely respect the Fernando Tatis' ability to have four home runs and six steals in a week. You know, he might, yeah, he might be a team that's st- scary to play in you know August because uh, you can get beat by a third, thirteenth or fourteenth place team just because of the talent that he has, like that upper echelon talent. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I mean, it'll be, it'll be some interesting decisions for him of, uh, you know, what do you do with like Castellonis? You know, obviously it's like you need Woodruff to rebound. Uh, uh, yeah. Ba- be, Bauer, like what do you just drop Bauer at this point for a roster spot? I mean, or is if it not you're, worth it? At, you're at, at it. this point now, he might as well hold it through, I guess. I, right. I think the time to drop Bauer was two or three weeks ago. Right. You know, when you said it, uh, of making that kind of decision of this season, you know, slipping away, so to speak. Uh, I don't know. I, we started to talk about it last week with Ben and Housky, and then Speed got blown out, what, 11 to 1? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's tough. And that, that kind of brings up, you know, actually, he got blown out 12 0 last week. Oh, okay. Just the full, the full on sweep. Has last, that ever happened in this league? Last, last week was. <laughs> The closest score last week was eight to three, which occurred in two matchups. But there was a 12 0, there was two 11 and ones. Uh, you know, it was eight to three was actually in three matchups. There were a lot of matchups last week that really either buried teams or, you know, sent teams up the standings quite, quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, a lot of, uh, lot of change and shook things up. I launched myself. Right. Which is yeah. nice. Uh, Duty did too, you know, 12 0. Overspeed, you know, he's in second now. Uh, Josh continues a little bit of a, a free fall. Um, but yeah, oh, some, yeah, some big weeks last last week really impacted the standings. So who's your uh, who's your third team that you think's out of it? Ah, oh, Pat. Pat, sure. And I, That's, I mean, I I would have put him out of it in the last pod too. I mean, his his team's awful. It it really is uh, awful. And I think that was kind of by design, you know, Pat understood this was going to be this type of year after giving up a lot to try to compete last year. Um, and then, you know, he took guys like Volpe in, in the, uh, the rookie draft when there was 
this year performers. You know, he's stashed Nolan Gorman. So he's so far he's made. I mean, he's had he's got nothing from Lynn so far, which I guess Lynn will probably be back in the next week or two. Uh, you know, um, Robbie Ray has gone from he's really just gone back to being Robbie Ray and that he strikes guys out, but he doesn't have that pinpoint control. And Rodon started out like the hottest pitcher in the league in the first month of the season, but over the last month, he's got an ERA just under six, a whip of 1.6 almost. Uh, okay. So yeah, he's really come back to earth. So Pat, again, will be having to identify those eight guys that he wants to uh, move forward with. And he'll probably move on from Lynn. Um, you know, he's, yeah, I think you got it. You got to move on from Lynn. Cause it's like, you know, how many, how many more years does he have left? Although he could still be an impact this year for somebody. Uh, the, and then the question is, I still, you know, you wonder, I don't know, Ray and Rodon, what do you do? I mean, I feel like at this point, Ray's, Ray's another guy you would ship off. He may be. Yeah. And then Rodon, I think it's it was, just it was, a matter of either his shoulder's going to hold up or it's not. And I'd say it's probably not. So, yeah, I thought it was health with Rodon, but again, performance wise over the last month has, it's not been good. And I, I haven't looked at him deeply enough, but I mean, he could still be pitching, but his shoulder is not as, you know, in as good a shape or whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I've got a hypothetical trade for you. And maybe I'm just okay. out in left field here. Is it time for him to move on from JD Martinez? Uh, I think so. Yes, but it obviously depends on what he gets. That's his big, his big chip to move. JD Martinez straight up for Corbin Carroll. Who says no? Housky says no. Housky says, of course, Housky yeah, says Housky no. Says, but like, yeah, of course, Housky says no. Isn't that like? Isn't that exactly what Pat needs? And then. Housky's playing jerks and pro far in the outfield right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. He just picked up Fran Mill. Like, I think that's an interesting trade. Like, he's only owned Corbin Carroll for two months. I know he's incredibly high on him. You know, all of his text messages to me before he, you know, started not replying to me were about Yeah, Housky loves him. And Housky always loves the idea of the – you right, know, the mystery box or what's going to be. He could even be Byron Buxton. You know how much house he wanted <laughs> one of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, one thing I am going to toot Pat for, uh, for, like I said, I, I thought his team was going nowhere and nothing. I actually kind of like that, you know, through this whole year, I mean, Payne has been good. Yeah. Uh, I think Brian Hayes is good. I think Nolan Gorman was a good stash. That was an excellent uh, stash, yep. You know, I think I think the Yelich and Martinez needs to be moved on and, and dealt with. Uh, you know, traded away. If you know, I guess Yelich still isn't really hitting that well, but he needs to finally just get rid of Joey Gallo and stop. But he's probably going to keep Joey Gallo and waste a spot from somebody yeah. else for next year. Uh, no, you can't. But keep yeah, Joey I, Gallo. I at least and he's got Adley Rushman too, like Rushman, yeah, Pena, yeah Gorman, Rushman. uh, Rosa but I Reina. like the. He, I think. He went about acquiring, you know, drafting Hayes and Pena and then stashing Gorman. I think, you know, that's that's just savvy moves on that part, given the state of his team and, and everything. Like, that's that's the one bright spot of all of this, of this season for him. Yes, yeah, so and now he's got to, uh, you know, sell some parts, trade people fifth and sixth starters. But after that, it's it's. I remember us talking last year about his pitching staff of, like, Oh, would you bet on any of these guys doing this again next year, like Rodon and Ray? And it's like, no, right. And like, 
Lance Lynn again is 35 coming off the IL. What's he going to get yeah. for Lance Lynn? Whereas last year or two years ago, you could get a heck of a lot for Lance Lynn. Uh, now is somebody going to pay up for, for that type of player? As, uh, Probably as Luis, Ca- as Louis, Luis Castillo is about to complete a quality start against the Red Sox. Yeah. Not, not great, Brendan. Thanks for that. Not great. Blame Pat. Pat traded him away. Yeah. We got that second round pick also. Or, no, that was the Buxton deal. And that was the Buxton deal. And then oh. Pat probably wasted that on a closer. All right. Uh, so those are your three teams that you think are dead and out of it. Right? You want me to talk about purgatory? So I, I've got one more team that I. Okay. I think, you have one more that you declare that's dead. Yes. And I, I think this player, this uh, manager gets the, uh, the Bruce Willis Sixth Sense Award for walking around the entire season thinking he's alive but he's really dead. And that's Trevor. Trevor is yeah, I don't think Trevor actually thinks he's alive. <laughs> yeah. I... Go ahead. Tre- <laughs> Trevor's two, only two games under 500. Like he's, he's basically tied with me first two weeks ago. Yeah. So looking at his season, he beat Evan in week one and week one is, you know, that crazy 11, 12 day, you know, 13 start week or what have you. So he beat Evan, but then he proceeded to, beat Brendan. He blew him out. And that's where, you know, him being in first and second really came from. Then he lost to me. He lost to Josh. He barely beat Pat. Who's again, we're talking about one of the worst teams. Then he lost to duty and Ben, like he's losing to the good teams and he's either barely beating the the bad teams, you know, and looking at his roto, looking at his offense, it is, it is not good. Uh, Oh yeah. And he's, he's totally riding the, the CJ crone, like, hot month or two you know that we know we see every year that isn't going to last through the year and even if it does last through the year like cj kern is one of his two players on offense that's top 100 right now yeah he's got him and jeff mcneil who's you know three home run jeff mcneil by the way right but they're both batting 300 which counts for a lot yeah but like guys like merrill kelly that were you know top 50 overall in the first month of the season are now awful again um you know, he, he did add some good young pitching. Cinder, Cindergaard uh-huh. is, uh, has 27 strikeouts. Right. Not striking anybody. Innings. Right. He's, yeah. <laughs> so far, he's given up six, six runs tonight with zero strikeouts. Uh, so Jeez. we're in the second or the third inning. We'll see how many runs he, uh, he gives up. But yeah, uh, he picked up good young pitching in like Pablo Lopez, Zach Gallen, Patrick Sandoval. So along with Wheeler, like he could keep four pretty decent pitchers and, but- and i think yeah that'll get back and that's where i don't think like trevor's necessarily out of it because i've just i've seen trevor do these teams before where he has four good starters and he just he churns roster from there around that because then he's only keeping four and he's just spot starting guys and i mean because lope lopez gallon uh sandoval wheeler i mean as long as they all hold up you know obviously you have your concerns with lopez a little bit with gallon sandoval's never done you know 30 starts yeah, I mean, I think they're all a little bit injury risk besides Wheeler. Yeah, and... so the, you don't think that all four of those guys hold up the way you need to? Because when Trevor did that before, he was doing it with, you know, with four four houses. Right, horses, yeah, yeah. And I think on offense, it's just so bad. It's the horses. The horses. oh. Yeah, uh, it's like Francesca said. We spell it with a H-A-W-C-E-S. Hosses. Hosses. He, he can't even play his quote-unquote best players on offense, like, he can't play Nelson Cruz because Jose Abreu has to play utility because CJ Crone has to play infield 
Spencer Torkelson has to play first because Alex Bregman has to play third. Like he's, he needs he's got, to trade he's one got of the these pro- guys. He's got my problem, but he doesn't have like Devers, Bichette, and Riley filling those slots. So he's like, he's got Vidal Brujan batting 137 in the outfield. He's got Gavin Lux in the outfield with one home run. Uh, Torkelson's obviously investment year. Cer- certainly, yeah. But like he just doesn't have the roster construction to plug and God, play. And- bad. He's got McCutcheon with a 594 OPS. Kirilov's in the minors, like not in an Yeesh. NA slot. Um, not in an NA slot. Su- Suzuki, again, had a hot first week and a half. He was, you know, babbipping everything. And now he's, you know, done nothing over the last month. Uh, so I-, I just think that Trevor's, uh, you know, season standings, two games under 500 seems pretty average in the muck. But I think, I think he's, he's dead. Um, that would be my yeah. And once again, you're getting you're getting just another average, very average year from Bregman. Yeah, and like, I mean, two or three years ago, Bregman was a superstar, top twenty five dynasty asset. Um, yeah, you know, third base shortstop eligibility, going to be the thirtieth ranked player every year. But nah, that's just not materialized. Yeah, I don't know if it's uh, banging the trash can related or or what. I think it's juice ball. Juice ball. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of players are suffering from the lack of the juice in the ball this year. I think I got Marcus Simeon uh, languishing on my team right now with no home runs. Um, he was. I was going to bring him up this. Yeah, you because know, I like I said, I declare players as dead too at this time of year too, of disappointing guys. Are, are we? Are we ready to? When, when do we drop Simeon, Jamie? Oh, we're not dropping. Oh, we're not dropping Simeon this year. I mean, Sim, Simeon might not be a keeper, but like, I am. I am actively. He's done this before, by the way, where he's had a good year and then a bad year. At like, I, I feel like that's been him his whole career. Yeah, I mean, he had he had forty five home runs last year, seven in the 2020, 33 in twenty nineteen. I think twenty nineteen was the the juice it's, ball. It's year, crazy though. that like hitting in Toronto in that lineup would make that big of a difference, or is it that he got paid and he just wasn't, you know. It was that lineup, but they remember last year they didn't play half the games in Toronto at the start. They were playing like Buffalo in some like little league stadium. They were playing in the, juiced, the in Dundee. Yeah, that also juiced uh, juiced things. I'll say you know. I mean, so forty-five home runs, a lot of home runs. That is a lot of home runs. <laughs> like you could say, okay, yeah, he got lucky with five home runs, but like you and don't he, fall into forty-five home runs. He stole fifteen bases, so that's sixty home runs and stolen bases. And he's combined. still doing that. He stole six bases, right? And he's stolen oh, six. I mean, but he's glim, st- glimmer of hope. The last two weeks, he's the sixty-first ranked player. He's batting two eighty-three. Like, if I get that, or even a little bit worse out of him the rest of the year. You know, oh, and I know, and I know from my position, you know, I have, I'm just going to be. I'm going to be a revolving door at second base for the rest of the season. I think. I mean, that's uh, so yeah, there's infield. not a lot out there. It, it's, yeah. I'm just trying to throw, that's why I picked up Royce Lewis is like, I just need a bunch of bodies and we'll see what sticks and come July and you August. See, I got the problem of, I wish that like one of my other infielders would just play second base. Yeah. Like why can't Bobby Witt just start second <laughs> five games in second base. Yeah, sometimes managers run into that like pinch. I just need this one particular. I just need third base, or not you, obviously. Yeah, but, it's like yeah. I got I got third base, third base, and shortstop out the ass. Yeah, that's why you got to find another uh, another manager and you know make a swap. You just traded away your second baseman for. 
I know, I know, but I had to make I had to make a move for a starting pitcher. Pitching a gem against me this week. Yep. Looking Brendan. I'll start of the season. Uh yeah, no, I had to make that move, and I'm even more happy with it with Peralta going down. Because if I then I'd be even more dead. Then I, if if I were to be in that situation with Peralta, Brennan would be asking me for Austin Riley right now. I mean, yeah, you want to talk about guys that hit a bunch of home runs out of nowhere and then never do it again? It's like Marte hit 32 home runs four years ago, and then two the year after, 14 last year. Like in part of a season. I mean, he's still. I, I yeah. Yeah, I don't think he hits 90. 30 home runs again, yeah. but. He's not, he doesn't, he doesn't, the year he hit 30 home runs, he also stole 10 bases and hasn't had double digit steals in any of the three seasons since. Yeah. I think, I think the best thing you can say about Marte is he's 28 and like he had a good season when he was a good hitter. The problem is is the that limits him is you're right. It comes down to the power. Now he did hit for power last year. I think if he was on a better team, he'd be a lot better. It's the, the diamondbacks kill his counting stats. I mean, you're right. If he hits over 300, that's almost as valuable as you know hitting 30 home runs. Like if he was if he was doing those numbers that the Yankees had traded him from this year, and he was hitting one or two for the Yankees, like he'd be great. I mean, if if he bats over 300 with 23 home runs and 13 steals, that's at second base. That's very fine. Uh, I but, think you're more. I don't think the 10 steals are yeah, happening I, now. I mean, it's weird. He's fast. He runs for triples, but he doesn't. He doesn't steal bases, and even more so what he's had like quadded like he's had like pulled hamstrings and shit i was reading this uh this week that there's a bunch of players that only steal bases when their team uh is a winning team like um who was it on um oh god i never thought about that yeah so and they they pointed out uh i'm gonna go to evan's team and find the dude whip merrifield basically only steals bases when the uh the royals are winning uh, so you can like go back historically and like when they have a winning record, he steals X amount of bases. And when they have a losing record, like he just stops running. Uh, so I guess like, it makes sense. That's interesting to think about. Like maybe the Diamondbacks, like there's no reason for him to, to steal. Yeah. Whereas you'd almost like the opposite. It's like, shouldn't they just be sending them? But I guess if he doesn't want to run, then, you know. And stolen bases are so weird too. Like, like Julio Rodriguez stole a bunch of bases when he was struggling in the first month, but like, he's not going to steal 10 bases a month. Uh, yeah, like guys just stop running once they start hitting sometimes. I, and I've said that before though, too. It's like one little tweak and the guy's done running. Right. And sometimes you it's know? a team thing. Um, like team decision, like who's batting before or after you, the situation, but yeah, I mean, trout doesn't run anymore at all. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Why would he, but again, like chipping in those 10 stolen bases just randomly, like a guy like Harper still does is, is very valuable. Uh, uh, yeah, because there's not a lot of burners out there stealing 40. That's what I've always loved. Anymore. I mean, the underrated thing of like Goldschmidt through his whole career. Now, he had that one year that he stole 20, right? But like, he's just always been like 10 to 15 bags, and it's because he's not fast, but he he just knows when the pitcher's sleeping and then he goes. Yep. Yeah. And that's uh, especially out of first base, like you're not getting stolen bases from your first base. Yeah. So to get 10 or 15 from that position is. Like he's 35 years old. He's got three stolen bases this year still. Uh, so which team is in purgatory? Because I think there's... I put Bill in purgatory. So I, yeah. I do generally agree with you with Trevor, but I wasn't going to put Trevor out yet. I think another, you know, another bad week, you know, it, it like, you know, if he gets blown out this week, then I agree he's out. I put Bill in. So maybe I put both those teams in purgatory. So talk to me about Bill. Uh, 
what's going on with, with his team that you think it's in purgatory? I just, you know, looking at the standings, I, I don't think he's quite far enough down to be out of it. Um, I think. Where's the you hope? Know, I, the hope you is. Do your time in purgatory. He's got some good pitching. Yeah, right? yeah, no. I mean, look at the pitching he's got. You know, Garrett Cole, Logan Gilbert, Joe, Joe Musgrove's a 15th ranked guy. The thing about Musgrove is wild is Aaron judge is having like the best season of his career, like number one ranked player or whatever. But if you just, if you didn't know Aaron judge's stats and you just looked at Joe Musgrove, you would say that bill won that trade. Joe Musgrove has nine out of nine yeah, quality Musgrove's starts. Been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's insane. He's going to have 24. I, I, wonder, starts. I mean, he's obviously, yeah. I mean, he's making this case as an, an elite pitcher. I think the only thing that's not there is like he's only got nine caper for nine innings, like not yeah, like the Garrett Cole, the Gaudi, the Ga- yeah, eleven the, the or twelve. Numbers. But I mean, that still makes him a top ten guy for certain. Yeah. Uh, so it's just you know stay healthy the entire year, put together that big season, and that bodes well. Logan Gilbert, a guy that Speed probably should have bet on, has been great. Um, Ty France has bat well over three hundred for him. Yeah, but like, what else oh. on offense? That's the problem. I mean, Mullins has definitely, I mean, he's still running, but the hitting number, you hope that Mullins gets hot again. Olsen has been. Because obviously he's going to run, yeah. Olsen hasn't made a huge impact yet. 249? I mean, yeah, but he's still, I think the bigger, you don't care that Olsen's hitting 249. You care that you only have five home runs. Certainly, yeah. You know what I mean? If if he hits, if he has eight home runs right now, he's doing exactly what you need. I guess, like, where's where's the hope? Like, Olsen picks it up. Mullins I think Olsen could do better. I mean, Varsho has been a great form too as a pick. Uh, you know, I think I think Cedric Mullins could go on a hot streak because Mullins we've seen for a month at a time can be a top ten player. Yeah, you know, because when he's got a hot bat, he's he's always running. But like so, Jesse, Jesse Winker's dead. Yeah, Winker's probably dead. Yeah. Austin I, Meadows. I, think, I just don't Austin, see yeah. where these like reinforcements are coming for from. Like. Um, He's got the. He's got the. I think with his pitching, though, I mean, like I said, even even going online, Montgomery's looked pretty well yeah. at points. Cease, I think, you know, C- he's only ranked one sixteenth right now. I think he has. I mean, he has seventy six strikeouts. So yeah, just, Tre- you, Trevor you Rogers. blend all those starters together, and Bill's got a really good staff. And Trevor Rogers obviously been bad this year. You wonder what, uh, you know, you wonder if last year was just a one year thing with him or what. Uh, now, so interesting. I'll tell you the way my Castillo trade focused. Me and Brennan had talked about it. But he obviously Marte was struggling earlier in the year, so he wasn't as interested. I then talked to Bill as Marte started to heat up. I realized I knew, you know, I wasn't going to trade him when he was batting 170. Uh, I brought up the idea of Trevor Rogers Marte to Bill. Bill told me he'd think about it, and I let Brennan know. And then at that point, we did the trade. Yeah, I think. I mean, at least this year, it seems like you made the right move with Castillo. No, no, I know, but I'm just saying I was interested in Rogers as yeah. well. Uh, and I, I just I wonder, you know, the longer this goes on, it's like was easy to say I preferred Castillo to him, but I'm saying you wonder how you know was last year was last year just it for him? It being that good because he looked really good last year, really good, yeah, I, really good, yeah. I, I haven't looked behind, uh, you know, the numbers as to what's going wrong. I look. I looked at it when I was looking at it. I mean, his strikeout rate's down. He's just yeah. not missing bats the way. That's really it. So, I mean, you're right. I mean, Bill, like one through six, if Jordan Montgomery is your sixth best starter and he's doing pretty darn well so far this year, 
Yeah, it's a great staff. That, that's a great staff. Clevenger, like coming off the IL, could contribute. It uh, doesn't have much in the way of closers, but again, the offense, similar to Trevor, like really good pitching staff. But unlike but, Trevor, like I don't see this as a dead offense. Like I said, I could see, uh, I could see Olsen. I mean, Rojas, Rojas could do well. Uh, yeah, I, I just between Mullins and and France and Olsen and Varsho, I could see him getting him getting those guys all hot for a month and making a run. Maybe. I, I just, That's why I put him in purgatory. I'm not, I'm, sa- I'm not saying he is going to. I'm just saying he's not dead yet. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm not a big believer in that, in that offense. And, um, but, yeah. Don't anybody, wanna... else, anybody else you want to kill? Well, yeah. Let, I think it's fair to put uh, – So, Bill... we've, we've, you've, you've written off the bottom five teams in standings right now. I think, uh, yeah, I think that's you what got one more doing. before you get to MOOC. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not sure if I'm ready to write off Ricky yet. Um, his his offense is pretty decent. He's got guys like Lindor is is back. Uh, you know, Trey Turner's turning it around after a slow slow start to the season. Um, he hit on guys like Rizzo we talked about, et cetera. So like, offense is is pretty good for Ricky. Uh, Marte still yeah, start stealing him. bags, and that guy's going to be forty-six years old and stealing thirty bags. Yeah. So yeah, not ready to uh, to write him off off quite yet. But yeah, his pitching's so bad. He's he's third worst pitching in terms of roto, like right above Pat and Brendan. So he's either got to pick up some guys good starters because right now i guess bueller hasn't been as good as the big thing there i mean urias has still been pretty good but not great Ooh, what's with the strikeouts on urias yeah down he's not he's not pitching you know quality starts um he was really big on blake's now going into this year i'm not quite sure why yeah i think he needs like javi christian javier to make this like successful transition to the starting lineup with or to being a starter which i think he may do but he probably needs another two pitchers, uh, starters to really be able to compete. I don't think he's got the depth uh, and Bueller and Urias, the star talent aren't as good as they have been in the past. Not ready to count Ricky out yet. I think it's those bottom do you five. Think, do, I really you think Mook, do you think Mook is on the verge of falling out of this? I don't know. It's tough too. He's dealing with the Max Scherzer in just in injury, you know, Buxton's in and out of the lineup. They're like, giving him days. I had to take so much shit in the group chat about Buxton three weeks ago. And now the guy's batting two or three. I mean, I think, I think I just like, you're either going to look like a genius or, or an idiot. So like for two or three weeks stretch, you know, you're going to look like an idiot. And then he's, but this goes to what I said of all the time is that he's, he's kind of like, he's a more exciting Carlos Gomez. And it's like, he's going to have these high, hot, but you know, I think this he's it's playing out to my concerns. Of what I said is that we haven't seen him do this over an extended period of time. When we were talking about it in the offseason. You know, he's done it in a hundred plate appearance spurts. Right. Now I think that's that's fair. And uh, once again, we're there. We had a great he had a great first month, and then he's been he was like oh for twenty one last week. But Eloy Jimenez has been out. Acuna just came back. Um I don't think Mook is, is out of it for sure, because to be honest, I don't think there's team. I don't think there's a lot of teams that are above him that have all their shit together. 
like Josh and Housky, you know, I would say any of the top teams, myself included, all still have question marks. Uh, no, there's no complete team out there. So Mook is not that far behind. Oh, yeah, I got uh, I have pitching problems. Uh, yeah, I've got infield problems. Um, you know, probably could need a, a pitcher or two. Every, everyone has something they're trying to fix right now, which is, hey, we're in May. It's Memorial Day. You're either dead or you're, you know, you're a work in progress. Or you're a worker or you're a work in progress. Which I think a lot of the teams are. So we want to keep this relatively short and sweet. Are there any other uh, topics you want to bring up besides, you know, pouring, pouring one out for our, our homies that are no longer with us? No, no longer dead. Uh, you got any, you want to talk about Royce Lewis since I feel like you weren't on for that. You ended up getting him. Yeah. I mean, Brendan made the same mistake that I made several years ago. With, I had Trey Turner as a non-rookie eligible. And then I came still up. think that was kind of, I still think that was kind of different. I, I swear you had rookie claim Turner at some point. No, I, so I, I, I dropped him to rookie claim him. I, I figured, Oh, I'll, I'll slip this one by the goalie. You know, he's about to come up. Yeah, yeah. And then Evan was like, I'll claim him. And like, that's all she wrote. But like, yeah. if you own the guy, it might not be ideal. He might not be rookie eligible, but like just own the guy. But how, <laughs> so like, I, I'm really, I'm really curious to see, like, I wonder what, Lewis's like asset value would be right now. Well, I mean, if you start looking at some of the, uh, the lists, I mean, I do a lot of prospect. I follow a lot of guys and like ever since his, he came up for that short stint, like he's either the top or like the top three on all the lists. Now uh, I, you know, I thought about trading him back to Brendan. I think that became somewhat public knowledge because duty mentioned it to me. So it was gonna be Joe Barlow. Who's the, uh, the Texas closer. It's pretty good so far. He only has eight saves, but like, yeah, uh, good good ratios. And I just thought to myself, like the lottery ticket that is Roy Lewis is or Royce Lewis is probably more valuable to me. And he's a guy that you had claimed before. Correct. Yeah, he had number one pick. Like he's got got the pedigree, uh, and he's on the verge of a job. It's not like he's in single A or double A, and I'm trading for you know, somebody who's not going to perhaps help me this year. Yeah. And of course I, he just got hurt again though. He, he did. Yeah. And now, which is, he's easier to keep on the IL than he is as an NA uh, on a bench. Spot yeah, for sure. But that would have been my fifth closer. Like is the marginal value there for a fifth closer better than, again, I've got infield problems. I'm just, I picked up him. I picked up Vinny Pasquatino. Uh, I, I'll really, I'll give credit to Housky who, who rostered Max Mayer for like a month and a half to know, to nothing Uh, to to nothing is that slightly opened my eyes to like hey i've got maybe two or three roster spots that i can play with here i've been lucky with injuries uh where i don't have five or six guys in the il like i can probably take a chance on an na guy or two yeah i'm in the i'm in the i'm stashing solo on a roster spot right now because i have so many guys on the il right and i i wanted to ask you about that like is that worthwhile is he good enough to be worthy of that uh that for now spot? for now it is uh i mean he definitely i would you know in a pinch i'd drop him yeah if i needed to but you know i just uh, i liked enough what i saw from him and yeah. uh i think obviously if this goes on longer he did start throughout there was the encouraging report of uh you know he's gonna throw a bullpen session this week it, and you're in the situation with starting pitchers like I am with infield, where it's just like, let me get a whole bunch of possibilities and hope that something works out. And then, I mean, my my thing is I'll just trade for 
you know, a solution in, in a month and a half uh, if something doesn't work out. Yeah, see, my, my kind of stance is I'll probably just let the offense run and try not to, you know, I, I don't know, without having, I mean, unless Freddie Peralta comes back, it's like I'm just not going to have enough there to really make that that good. I mean, you could trade a bunch of fifth and you know, like fifth and sixth round picks for. But what? That would get me exactly what I have now. And guys, like the key is I need like a number, you know, a top guy, you know? I mean, every year guys like Marcus Stroman go for fifth round picks. And it's just like Marcus Stroman can be your fourth or fifth. But like, what's the difference between that, him and Carlos Carrasco? And well, I think, I think Carlos Carrasco is like easily in your top six, but like, Oh yeah, yeah. No, I I think I have six good guys. Actually, it's just actually Castillo gave me a ten strikeout performance tonight. <laughs> right. <laughs> the idea though was having both him and Freddie Peralta do that the same week. I, I guess it's like it's Stroman is likely not going to give you like the start that Drew Rasmussen gave you yesterday. Like he's more likely yeah. to give up four earned runs over six innings. That's his bad start, quote unquote. Whereas like the the cherry bombs that you, you, you stream. I do have though Strasburg. Uh, yeah. Start for his last rehab start. So hopefully that'll come up. Yeah, and then at some point I get Lazardo and Peralta back at some point. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, that's why I hold on to Lodolo. Cause I think, I think Lodolo, I mean, his, his last two starts, he struck out, you know, seven and eight guys. I don't know. He just looked good. Yeah. And Housky, you know, like I said, for Max Mayer, like he didn't, that didn't bear fruit, but like Housky could probably use some pitching help and, that would have helped him if, if that hit. So now he's doing the same thing with uh, Edward Cabrera, who is coming up. Um, and I think with him, because I thought about stashing him, and it's like, the, I don't know, he just doesn't seem to, he walks guys in the minors. Pitch, like, it's hard to do those with pitchers, because rookie pitchers typically suck. Like, every once yeah. in a while, there's an Alex Manoa, but like, at least that's what I found is I've become enamored with rookie pitchers at times too. And they're just often not the solution. Yeah. They're just, they're just not, you just yeah, trade. I'm, I'm done with them. You trade for those meat and potatoes guys for like sixth round picks. And you just, that's your, that's your playoff rotation. Yeah. Love, love the offense though. Right now. Yes. The offense is good great. so far. So yeah, uh, people are filling holes, uh, work in progress at the top of the standings here. And then I think we've officially declared at least three teams dead. And, you know, You're I think Timber's four. dead, but um, yeah, at least a few teams. Is Perry, Perry going to stay in this? Perry sliding. Well, I mean, he lost uh, his dynamo twin uh, killers and Franco and Guerrero is basically on the IL right now uh, with how he's playing. Like, Last 30 days, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is ranked 435th. Hey, look at that. Mitch, Mitch Hanniger's had 35 at-bats this year. Right. That coming. So, I mean, this is a guy that, like, if he gets healthy, that offense is very good. Like, Stan is on the IL, too. Like, geez, he's just – Didn't the see that player. coming. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying – yeah, these aren't all predictable, but for a while there, it was going well well for josh and he look at his pitching like he's got the five really good starters at least so far i mean at least four four good starters no, been awesome no the beast yeah god we're great but oh uh, we can't we can't see perry slide out of this i think i think he's gonna make the playoffs but he, yeah he's uh he's definitely sliding he's got bill this week maybe he can uh make some ground up there and uh who's he got then he's got you next week so yeah 
Wow. What is last thing? Last thing we were talking about. What do you think about our matchup? Uh, I mean, it's weird week with double headers and stuff. I think the offenses are good, both good so far. Got like eleven RBIs out of that Brewers Cubs game. (laughs) Yes. And then Nico, Nico Horner, and Tyrone Taylor. Yeah, that uh, some lucky streams. I got two home runs and two stolen bases. But you made it up on me this uh, today with double headers, bunch of RBIs and runs caught back up. I don't. I think we're going to put up some good stats. I'm not too worried about that. I mean, who knows how it'll shake out? But at this point, I'm just trying to put together a team and, and good stats. And we'll see. Oh wow, I got lucky. Goss Gossman didn't get the quality. Yeah, he's out after five. And that that helps too because. Th- only three innings from Rasmussen. Like I could have really rode home the K's and the uh, the innings. Yeah, pitch. yeah. Castillo put those back in play. Oh, thank you, thank you, Pat. Only Tuesday, pretty early in the week, but uh, yeah. Hopefully, it's pretty even at the end. Um, we'll see. Yeah. All right. So happy Memorial Day, Ian. Happy uh, telling people that they're out of it day. We'll. Uh, I know you were looking forward to it. That's why we had to get on. I love it. And we'll check back in in a few weeks and see uh, whether we can declare a few of the more teams dead and uh, what what's, are some of the moves that are taking place. Because I think the trade I'm market's about to see the, you know, Yeah, when the trade – I think that'll drive the trade market, I think, in a little bit. Uh, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. That's a little selfish motivation for doing this pod is just to make sure that people know that they're dead and that they need to start wheeling So pick up the phone. Let's, uh, let's get the stove cooking. Yeah. <laughs> Turn the gas on. Light a match. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you. See Uh, you, Giddy.